Hello and a very warm welcome to Euractiv's Health Podcast, where every week we dive into EU health policy and bring you the latest health news from Europe. I'm Marta Iraola, and this week we talk to Moderna, a pharmaceutical and biotechnology company that develops and manufactures vaccines and therapies based on messenger RNA technology. The, what this technology does is instruct cells in your body to produce proteins that prevent or treat diseases. Apart from the famous COVID vaccines, they are also developing drugs against a range of conditions, including cancer, cardiovascular and rare genetic diseases. We talk about the end of COVID, the new facilities they are opening in Europe, and of course, the new vaccine they are developing against cancer. For that, we have with us Chantal Friveshauser, Senior Vice President for Europe, the Middle East and Canada. Last week, the World Health Organization that graded the COVID pandemic saying it is no longer a global health emergency. What does an important event like this one mean for a company like Moderna that has given a contribution to fighting the pandemic? Well, I think this WHO announcement is an important milestone and an expected one, let's say, during a pandemic. Overarchingly, vaccination has been key in helping to achieve that we have a high level of immunity from COVID-19 infection in the world. So I think that has been, of course, our mandate during the last couple of years to make sure we can we can help people and we can help immunize and, and protect people against COVID-19 and, and the, the following diseases. And so I would say moving forward, I think it's a good news overarchingly, but unfortunately it doesn't mean that COVID-19 is not a topic of concern anymore. It is still a global global public health threat, as we know, and WHO, because of that, recommends vaccination as a key pillar for a right public health approach against COVID-19. So it, what it means for a company like Moderna is that we have to keep on doing what we've done, which is making sure we are providing the right level of vaccines across the world to protect today against COVID-19, getting ready for the next uh, strains and, and prepare for that so that we are equipped when we need it. But overarchingly, a company like Moderna is broader than COVID-19. We are developing several vaccines, uh, but also therapeutics. And so we keep on doing our work there. But of course, because of that history and because of our portfolio of respiratory virus vaccines that we have in development, pandemic preparedness remains one of our key elements. And we are ready with our pipeline, but also with the level of engagement with different countries in the world and and, uh, with institutions like WHO to work towards that. And speaking about broader scope of the company, uh, Moderna just opened a new facility in Madrid. This center will enable to do analytical tests to certify mRNA vaccine batches for distribution in Spain, but also in many other countries in the world. This investment makes Spain and the European Union the biggest end-to-end production hub outside the United States. What are the advantages of investing in Europe for Moderna? Europe is important. It's a big population that needs to be protected. And so that's our starting point. And during 
the global health emergency uh, and created by the COVID-19 pandemic, we made clear commitments to make sure we are serving as many people as we could in the world. And that, of course, meant that we had to build significant investments throughout the world and also in Europe to make sure we address this significant population. Additionally, Europe is also traditionally a region with high biotechnology experience, capabilities, capacities that we want to build upon, but also to further expand with mRNA technology. And so as a result of that, we have clear commitments in several parts of the world, including in the European Union, where, as just mentioned, we now have, based on long-term manufacturing partnerships with several European companies, plus with our own uh, laboratory now in Madrid, we have this full end-to-end manufacturing capability. You also have another manufacturing site in the pipeline, but in the UK. What are you planning to do there? And what's the difference between the EU and the UK environment for biotech companies? We have indeed, um, we had just groundbreaking in the UK not so long ago for this manufacturing facility in the UK. As we know, the UK has also established a a world-class life sciences and research community. And um, Moderna is very pleased to continue its collaboration with the with the UK government and the vaccines task force in that respect. And I guess with this investment, it is not about building manufacturing facility per se. It is about with research and development and with manufacturing, making sure we work together in that case with the UK government to build up a strong plan of pandemic preparedness. And that fits very nicely to supporting the UK in its global efforts as part of the 100 days mission. And Moderna is committed to do exactly that, and not only in the UK. We are working very actively with governments, healthcare professionals, uh, and other many other stakeholders to meet the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, but also of future pathogens to come. And because of that, we are currently in discussion with other governments about potential collaborations. Actually, we have already announced collaborations with several countries like Australia, Canada, and Kenya. And we are in additional conversation in that respect with several other countries in the world, including in the European Union. The example of this collaboration with the UK, I think, is a good one, not the only one, but a good one that illustrates our overarching goal which is how do we make sure we partner in order to strengthen global public health overarchingly. And one way is this kind of collaborations we just talked about and the expansion of our research manufacturing footprint, but linked to a common goal of pandemic preparedness. But there are also other activities that we are pursuing in that respect, which is, for instance, accelerating 15 vaccines programs that target exactly the pathogens that are a threat of global public health. And we made a commitment that we are going to bring these 15 vaccines programs 
into clinical studies by 2025. Of course, uh, I have to ask you about this. It's the big thing the media are talking to. The news of Moderna working to offer a new set of life-saving vaccines targeting cancer. It was widely covered all around the world. What conditions will these vaccines address and at what stage is the process now? I think you are referring to our individualized neoantigen therapy, which is uh, the data um, of this uh, phase 2b study that has been just published during the AACR, the American Association for Cancer Research, and show that this um, individualized neoantigen therapy in combination with the standard of care currently in melanoma, so in, in skin cancer, can lead to significant improvement of so-called recurrence-free survivors, so which is a, a mix of survivor and, and also um, reduction of risk of recurrence of the disease. So for now, this data has been or the, the product has been investigated, as mentioned, in combination with pembrolizumab, which is the current standard of care in adjuvant melanoma, so adjuvant uh, after surgery skin cancer, quite advanced skin cancer type. And that has been very promising results from, from this data. And um, as a result of that, we are in conversations with regulatory authorities. We are going to start the phase three study in melanoma this year and uh, will be rapidly expanding to additional tumor types. But I think indeed it is a key milestone because it is a very different way of helping individuals to fight themselves against very specifically their own type of cancer. This is all from us today. Thank you for listening. A friendly reminder that if you enjoy listening to our podcast, you can also subscribe to our newsletter that comes out also on Wednesdays. We'll keep making sure that you're up to date with the latest health news. Don't forget to also check other Euractive podcasts, AgriFood Brief, Tech Brief, and Beyond the Byline. You can listen to them in all your favorite platforms. We also want to hear from you, so if you have something to say, don't hesitate to drop us a line. Our email address is podcast at juractive.com or contact us on Twitter or LinkedIn. This episode was brought to you by Juractive's multimedia team, so special thanks to them and one and only Jonas Hellebach. See you next week and stay healthy, 